0: Welcome to the Roma
1: Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right, welcome back. It's another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. As per usual, before we get into the madness that was Roma to Cremonese 1, a thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over at Patreon. If you would like to get early access to episodes, even in one of our tiers, you can buy this, I won't say, fake or knockoff version of something you may be able to find in the official IS Roma store, because I am of course not selling it outside of the Olympico from a suitcase. As you all know, to anybody who has been to a match, Uh, you can even get one of these wonderful mugs, but as always, you can also join the chaotic group chat, which uh, if you watch the Coppa Italia tonight, you can imagine it was a mood of two halves. Nonetheless, all of our patrons the support is immense if you'd like to join patreon.com slash aroma press and the youtube like subscribe at Roma Press, we greatly appreciate your support which helps andy and matches like tonight's um i struggle with chaos i struggle when things are not tidy in order um ambi- ambiguity i do not dwell with not knowing what the final destination is going to look like is something I struggle with. This this team, man, I, I don't even know where to start. Obviously, I'm going to be happy. Obviously, I, I, I thrilled to see Lazio in the uh, uh, Coppa Italia quarterfinals. I, That's always to,
0: so well for us, right? <laughs>
1: well, you know, <laughs> so shame is, you know, on Roma for losing a, a final to Lazio in the Coppa Italia 12 years – well, almost 12 11, years ago now. 11.
0: No, 11. 11. Or 11, 11, January, right, 2013.
1: History, yeah. uh, anything Andrea Zoli? I tend to forget, but uh, that aside. But that wasn't no, the last
0: time we faced him in the Coppa Italia. The no, 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 no. Of course not. Luciano Spalletti when uh, – when we crashed out of uh, Europa we League last week, went. so that <laughs> you was... always bring that one up—the one with Spalletti. I, I, yeah, that, because...
1: that, that period that... of Spalletti between March and May was a nightmare
0: because that's 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 the main my main response to the people that said, "Well, look at the unbelievable squad that we had in those years." Well, <laughs> look at what they accomplished in those years—nothing, nada. So. Here we are, Zero know, exactly. I think yeah. it was 2017 by that point, spring 2017. So, yes, I mean, we're talking about hey, it's uh, a lot, a lot of time has gone by. Uh, we are talking about almost seven years now. So, think about it.
1: Well, you still seven hear years. the things, of, yeah,
0: seven I, I mean, years, it, since it, Clement Grenier. Though, man. Since I, seven years ago, Roma signed Clement Grenier. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, all I remember of him is that the match against Palermo. I think Palermo, that is when he had that no, Palermo and,
0: and the back heel pass yes. uh, against Fiorentina just came on yeah. for four minutes, did something <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. He made us believe in... And- <laughs> It's in, like the uh,
1: Pastore goal or Pastore match against Atalanta. You remember that? I remember being there. There's levels to
0: this. There is Pastore <laughs> and then there's Clement Grenier, you know. So one of well, them we will is get into, actual football, and that's Clement Grenier. So
1: well, it is so funny you mentioned that because I literally in my hand I came up with a hierarchy when we were going to describe how you rate uh, uh the, the January markets of Roma. Yeah. For me, like the highest like The highest level is uh, when I was in uni- uh, university the year before I started to write officially on Roma for a now defunct Italian website, um, when Luca Toni came. One of the few times... right Isn't it? Yeah, uh 10. 2010,
0: by that point, yeah. January.
1: One of the f- very few times in public I think I ever humiliated myself uh, in front of peers. With how excited I was, just below that, so that's a that's the highest level. Getting somebody of the caliber of Luca Tony, just below that, El Shrawi, Perotti. I mean, that was superb that January. And then, so you have the upper echelon, and then you have getting some good players, and then the third tier is getting guys you know of that have good name recognition, but really do not bring a whole lot in terms of concreteness uh, on the pitch. I think of your your man Grenier, I, I I even think a little bit, even though it, it wasn't a, a January signing, like somebody akin to uh, uh, Renato Sanchez. Like uh, there is the name recognition, but you get to your on the pitch, and then the, the the bottom level, Jonathan Silva. I I like to pick on him just because of the hairstyle that he. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That was, uh, that was quite something. That was quite something there. Afro and then the dreadlocks and then just, the dreadlocks were oh it was bizarre to say the least yes he,
1: yeah I I mean as somebody with a soft heart for the guy he, he kind of like he looked worse than Delante West did and anybody who follows <laughs> <Santiago, no. laughs> will well, know wherever he is man I hope he's doing well but in all yeah, seriousness let's course. get back to the Coppa Italia because I could go on about of this for course years. of
0: course let's go oh, back I, to, I, you know this wrestling. thing man it, it's <laughs>
1: better late than never at all. I I, I I mean, I don't even know what to say because the fact of the matter is I said after the first half, I said in the Patriot Group chat, I said, man, this is slow torture. They, it, it, this is not as if it's the fast pace of, uh, I, I don't know, just something where you know, it's a short ma- I, I don't know, darts. I, I don't know how long uh, like, I don't know what the quickest sport to play is, but that first half was the most drawn out, slow torture. That I, I, I just don't understand. And I said, it doesn't matter who the manager is. It doesn't matter who the players are. It doesn't. It, it, it doesn't matter who the president of the club is, who the sporting director is. That was quintessential Roma in that first half. I, just wasting opportunities. I mean, that was midway through the first half 0 to 0 you have Belotti and then Pellegrini like back to back one hit the post and then Pellegrini or Belotti or, missed uh, goalkeeper saves it, and then Pellegrini hits the post and, and then that's right there you just think to yourself oh it's going it's going to be one of those evenings and sure enough Cremonese 10 minutes later almost uh, exactly 10 minutes later they go and take the lead and uh, listen i i was pissed off I wasn't too worried, admittedly, but as the match started to wear on, we get midway through the second half, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, this is going to happen again." I remember you less than one year ago after what happened between Rome and Cremonese. And we, you and I, do this every single week, yep. two times a week. Yes, so a lot of these. For the past In my memory, days. not many of that. Like it has to be memorable, something for something
0: for yes, either one of us to say out, or do, for... really to really get us going. It's true. Yeah, that, I mean
1: that cremonese one uh, for you.
0: It got me. I going, don't yeah.
1: remember seeing you so down before, true. and I truly thought to myself, "Oh my goodness, they are is going to do it, it
0: again." To end it all tonight, is he?
1: Well, and man, they came close. But the thing, I, I suppose, the thing that bothers me most is. It, Clearly, even though they were losing 1-2-0, Roma were better. They were they were better. It was almost as if it was like the older the older sibling toying with the younger sibling. But they couldn't do anything. They couldn't find the back of the net. So you can, at the end of the day, nobody cares uh, uh, who bossed who. Uh, it is he who, call, he who pays the piper calls a tune. So if you get the goal, you get the victory. That's all that matters. And I thought... Uh, All of these opportunities. I mean, you had Dibala, Lukaku, and after after halftime, they came out firing. They came out firing. I mean, Paolo Dibala makes a nice action and gives uh, the ball to Lukaku. It does a heavy touch. They were clearly at a different level. You talk about levels for this. I mean, in that second half, it was one way traffic, but if you can't find the back of the net, that means zero. And as the minutes started to tick away, tick away, tick away, I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, we're going. To ha- I'm going to have to go on there and talk." Not Roma being upset by a fellow Serie outside. I am. Go- we're going to be discussing Roma losing to the fifth placed team in Serie B. And I had I-, I made the mistake of looking back since you and I have been doing this at what Roma have done in the Coppa Italia for the past five years, and you want to talk about depressing? My God. it is as if this has become an annual tradition. You, you, you have Christmas, you have all of these other holidays that come around the same day each year. It's right around this time where they just feel like kicking you in the balls. Right around this time. For absolutely zero reason, uh, it is mind blowing to me how they find ways to just absolutely not live up to not only their standards but to uh, to a sandy outside standard. I, I don't understand it, but thankfully we can avoid all that tonight because uh, Romelu Lukaku, dibala in the span of uh, seven minutes, eight, eight minutes. You take that thing where you waste it chance after chance after, chance after chance after chance after chance after chance after chance after chance, and you wrap it up. And okay, I just went on a, a, an eight-minute rant for absolutely no reason because Roma won; they advanced; they're going to the quarterfinals. It's going to be a derby.
0: So yeah, I was just okay, I was just great. about to say people people will hold this rant against you. I'm pretty no, sure. No,
1: no, no, no. I, but but I, I mean, we have talked about it before. I mean, how, how many times has this happened late? And I, I just. Obviously, happy, but then it's like, "Oh okay, can, can we just not wait till the last fifteen minutes? I mean, the standard I am asking here is not incredibly high. I'm just asking, can we can we score by sixty fifth minute? Can you give me half an hour to regain consciousness? I don't think that's asking much. I, I mean, where where do you stand on this? because, too, I, let, let, let's face it, I, you had the defense made of a uh, 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 papier-mâché. Uh, this was a defense. Me, you, you probably could have, the guy that is selling the, 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 the knockoff gear outside of the stadium, you probably could have put him in uh, at central defender for five to seven minutes just to give one of these guys a break, and nobody would have blamed you one way or the other. So this was a team that was being held up together with with tape. And of course, I, I don't know if you did this too, but within like five minutes, Paolo Dybala gets tackled like right outside the area. And I thought, oh, it's happening because it took him a moment to get up. And I thought, oh no, oh no. It's going to be a an L, an illumination, a, 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 a week chock full of nonsense and an injured Paolo Dybala. But thankfully we don't have to do any of that. They win. And as long as you win, you win, you get the victory, and you advance. Nobody cares about all this crap. We will talk about this tonight, and then we won't even remember what happens. So, I mean, what did you make of that tonight? Because it was obviously a very exciting thing to see them come back late like that, but also incredibly frustrating for 75 minutes because you see them. They are clearly so superior to this cremonese but they can't find the back of the net it's frustrating so where do you come out on it
0: i mean i, I come out as in i look at that roma's track record and in, uh, in this competition i look at their their past attitude and whatever gets me to the next round i guess uh, at this point mm. you know like when people uh, they saw that first half Obviously, the reaction was, what the hell this team is doing? And I I was actually sitting back and thinking to myself, well, they're doing what they excel at in the Coppa Italia. (laughs) They're letting uh, a smaller opponent, you know, because that's how the Serie A works, right? You have the smaller opponent playing more games in the tournament, and then they go to the big team's stadium and they play in front of a hostile crowd, right? So a Cremonese side, once again... Like last year, go into the Stadio Olimpico. They do their thing. They don't look uh, too impressed by the atmosphere at the Olimpico. They don't look too impressed with what Roma are doing. And um, and I thought to myself, well, this is it. You know, this is another scenario of Roma eventually. You know, part of me believe that Roma eventually would get it right but that doesn't mean that it has to be a straight story for Roma nothing is a straight story for Roma much less Mm. a Coppa Italia game you know so I wasn't too surprised by also the switch in attitudes between one half and the other half because we all know that that's right there we've seen that spirit, that, that the need to get points, the need to score, the need to get back into a game in other games against Monza, against Lecce, against Sassuolo. We saw this fighting spirit come out of Roma. So at some point in time, it was going to be there because the opponent is Cremonese, a Serie B team, a, a Serie B team that is struggling in Serie B. So, regardless, it was going to eventually come out. The the question was when and to what effect, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, and thankfully, Mourinho more or less figured it out. We played with an orthodox defense in the second half. We had basically no center backs in the in the in the defense uh, in the second half. We had Christensen in defense. We had uh, El Sharawi moved a bit more central. We had Spinazzola. Come on, the guy who's basically packed his bags. We had. Um, We had Sardar Moon on who did a lot of good things. So Mourinho looked for, for options and the options are there. For a game of this caliber, the options are there. It's just once again, you're confronted with a team that should be firing on all cylinders from the start knowing that they're facing a lesser opponent and instead they let the lesser opponent get the best of them and then they have to work harder. And when you're Roma... And you're playing all these games, and you're playing across competitions. You don't need to work hard. You should make life easier on yourself. But I'll take it. You know, if you ask me, I'll take yeah. it. I'll take the two to one. Of course. I, I mean, and in fairness to all,
1: to all of us, and even my my long winded rant there, uh, beggars cannot be choosers. And in this competition, uh, Roma. For forget being a beggar, they are barely a sentient human being. So, they are in no position, and we are in no position to really expect to really expect or ask anything above victory. We can't ask ask for style. We can't ask for uh, anything beyond a a victory, no matter what the circumstances are leading up to it. I I looked at this team tonight, and, and you said it perfectly as far as. Uh, Unconventional defense would probably be, I just because I cannot think of an alternative word at the moment. I, I mean, at one point, who was at the back? Christensen, uh Car Dorr had to turn at the back. Cristante. I. I it, it. It was almost as if one of those, like one of those pickup games at school, wherever you know everybody has to rotate and play a different position. It, it, it was. It was crazy. I. I Part of me thinks, and I I haven't seen Jose Mourinho Saints yet on the television, but part of me thinks it was even hardly a formation. It was just, okay, you guys stay back, you guys go forward. There's nobody available. Who is he going to use? And we can save this for another day, right? We don't have to talk about this guy that uh, I've been trying to avoid even saying the name who Roma are pursuing on the transfer market, he may or may not be a a younger player of Juventus. This is a January market. We've warned people, expect nothing. Prior to the match, though, his name came out, and obviously it instilled a lot of excitement in the group chat, but... This is what Roma are going to have to deal with. I mean, Andy, this is our reality, whether we like it or not. I said, and I I, I said this to the patrons even during the uh, uh, right before kickoff. I said, you know, Jeff Bezos can appear tomorrow with an airplane full of cash, a fiumicino, and it wouldn't matter because you can't spend it. So this is the situation Roma are in and this is a, this is the reality they have to deal with. So as much as it pains me to see it we might have to get comfortable with Celik playing in defense. We might have to get comfortable with uh, Cristante back to the days of Paulo Fonseca where he is playing at the back consistently where we almost consider we don't even consider him a midfielder anymore. I, unless uh, unless Chris Smalling magically is able to regenerate out of nowhere two fresh knees, I don't know where in the world you would go to get that done. I just remember some years ago Kobe Bryant he went to uh, wasn't it Germany where he got some like some weird platelet thing, and I remember everybody making a big deal of it. And I thought to myself, well, you know, I don't know how. Uh, because they are big fans of me. Uh, his representatives are familiar with that. I thought maybe I could just pass on the name of this place that Kobe Bryant went to all those years ago. I, I, I mean, unless, unless Chris Smalling is able to regenerate two fresh knees, unless unless Kumbula is able to magically uh, get match fit within the span of just some days, this is our reality. You have no Indica. You now have no, in addition to him, Hussein uh, Mawar. I mean, we are talking about a a team that is barely hanging on, barely, and I don't care if it's a team from Serie B, uh, uh, to have a squad that is, again, being held up just with Band-Aids and tape, uh, I'm not going to say I was impressed because I went on a 15-minute rant to begin this episode, but they do have to be commended simply from the standpoint of if you just look man they are decimated they are decimated at the beginning of the season you and I said this might be the first season in some time that roma actually has depth i don't know what the hell we were thinking by even saying those words because of course it was always going to come back to affect us but we might have to become and start at least to accept that formations like that of tonight for the next few weeks, at least, will unfortunately have to be a reality to us. And anytime you can get a result with that being the case, I I am in no position to really criticize, be overtly harsh, be overly critical, because this is... a. Look at the defense, man. I, I I just look at the names who are available today, and I thought to myself, what if one, just one of them, one, one single one of those guys gets hurt to die, tonight? What what do you do? Who who goes out there? You uh, you throw on Rui Patrício. Who goes out there? So I I can't ask much more from them. Yes, obviously I would love it. They could get the result sooner, but man, if you. When you look at that team, you look at the players available on the bench, I I just think to myself, this is, forget the emergency situation. I mean, this is, I mean, even with a guy or two from the Primavera, even then, you might have to get a couple more. So this is a team stretched to its limits. This is a team that has no options. And on top of that, this is a team that can do next to nothing this month as long as, and I didn't, I I told the patrons this when I, when I, when I found out of it, I, I didn't post it on the website yet, but it will probably be out once this, once this episode airs, um, Spinazzola, Roma can't do anything until he is gone. Well, at least his agent is asking this, um, they have not, because right now, really, only Galatasaray are the are the ones most pursuing him in this moment. Sit down, because this might alarm you. You will have read it probably by the time this comes out, but let me just let me just put this out there. He is asking for a contract of three years and a, a base wage of what he earns now at Roma, but he wants to. He's asking a significant bonus for appearances uh, worth uh, 500,000 euro. So he's asking a wage of 3.5 million net per season for three years. He's 30 years old. Do you know the balls that takes, man? The balls on that guy to ask. Um, Nobody in Europe is going to give him that contract. Nobody. Nobody. His agent knows that. And unless there is a dramatic, and I am, I am saying a dramatic reduction of his asking price in terms of wage, uh, Galatasaray, they they, won't, they will not do this. So I think to myself, oh my gosh, well, what if Spinazola stays? You don't get any money for him. He's going to have his contract run out. You lose him for free. And then on top of that, he essentially ties your hands behind your back for January. It sucks to even think about that, but unless somebody comes knocking on the door of Roma with money, you get, you get, you do nothing. You can't do anything until that guy is out. And right now, if he's asking for that, that is like me saying, okay, you know what? You have to let me date Scarlett Johansson. That's it. It's not going to happen, man. We need to work with reality here. For that guy, I, I just. I think to myself, man, it does take some gall, some balls to add. I almost had a heart attack. Three years, 3.5 million euros net. I don't even know how to classify that or find the correct adjective to describe that. That's, That's mad. That's mad. You want more than what you make now, and you barely perform now. It's crazy, but this is the reality. So I... You say it more than I do, but we do warn people, you can't expect anything in January. And the unfortunate part here is when you need it most. I mean, if there was ever a time, ever a season where Roma needed a reinforcement, and I am not even talking a reinforcement of come in and be a first choice day one type of player. I am talking about the guy who has maybe played some first team football and has functioning knees. Even that seems to be too much to ask. But this is the reality. And- I, on a night like tonight, when they win, you are going to be encouraged. But I, I don't know how long this could last, man. Because it is, it, it is scary to see how little
0: they have in terms of resources right now. It's difficult to watch. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, it was always going to be this way. I, I we we warn people. We say it. We we repeat it. You know, uh, keep your expectations down to a minimum. I think there is that, you know, there is the reality of Roma's uh, cap- cap- capabilities in January, which heavily depends on exactly the departure of somebody like Spinazzola, somebody like Matias Vina. There is all that, and, and that is fine, but it's still background noise because when you look at a game like tonight, the players that step on the pitch are players that are there. The reality that Roma should be focusing on and which I consider the main problem is that Mourinho just said, you know, Sardar Azmun is leaving next week. So Sa- is going to be gone for the Asian Cup in a week's time. Gone. Evan Dika at his best moment for Roma, gone as well.
1: Great point. He was, in, he yeah. was incredible. Yeah, his last he, was, was like,
0: he was man of the match for superb. me in Napoli against Napoli and Juve. Then you got got Gianluca Mancini injured. Tonight, he was forced to sit. And uh, and we don't know if the current injury will prevent him from starting at all in the next few games. Mm. So... That's that's the situation. Cristante, Paredes, both within a booking of suspension. So that's also something to worry about. Those are the things that Roma have to work on. Whatever happens in the transfer window happens in the transfer window. That's a separate reality. It, it's something else that we have to worry about, but that's not for Mourinho nor for the players to, to think about. What we have to think about is exactly coming up with ways to compensate For the hardships that we will be facing in these next few games. Because right now, hey man, you got this lineup of games, okay? You got Atalanta, you got Lazio, and you got Milan, okay? So we talked about the death march. We talked about... uh, Uh, The the stretch of games in December being crucial well this is just as crucial if not even more than that so right now you have uh, the future of your Coppa Italia you have your future of really of Serie A because you're facing two direct opponents um, and you're doing it with uh, a lot of uncertainty going into these games so those are the things that Roma should be preoccupied with I don't want to dive too too deep into to what's going on behind the scenes with the transfers because that those are things that will will take shape eventually at some point in time they'll take shape um, somebody will eventually come in it will not be the dream defender that everybody wants it will not be a, a superstar that will solve our problems it may be the backup of a backup of a backup. It may be option number 70 on Thiago Pinto's list. Somebody will show up, um, but the focus has to be on the pitch, you know, and that's why yes. when people say, well, what do you say about the future of the team, the future of Mourinho, the future of Pinto? I say, I have no answer to that. I only want to see the results on the pitch, and and that those things, you still, you know, Despite not having Mancini out there, despite not having Indica out there, despite having uh, Asmune leave on uh, for the Asian Cup, you still have to play. You still have to go on the pitch and, and get a result. So as long as <laughs> as long as you you know the stadiums are open and you're playing, you gotta go play. Uh, and there are no excuses. Like tonight, you know, there would have been no excuses for Roma losing this game. Like there were no excuses Correct. last year; it was a catastrophe. So it would have been a catastrophe tonight as well. Instead. We can say you know, it's fine. Roma put on a show in the second half. They were sleepy in the first half. They uh, they allowed too much. They conceded. Uh, it was uh, you know a stupid showing in the first half, and then eventually they woke up, got the band back together, and uh, and a lot of players put in good performances. I think of Asmun, I think of eventually Malostran. Yeah. He figured it out a bit. He started off rough, but he figured it out eventually. Um, so. Those are good things, you know, like you figured it out. This team can figure these things out. The problem is you cannot allow outside noise coming in, you know, as a team, you Mm -hmm. cannot, you know, there's this constant from the media, there's constant questions to Mourinho, but not only to Mourinho, to the players themselves. well, do you want somebody to come in in January? You know, do you, do you need <laughs> reinforcement? Like, why would you ask that to your end? was a stupid Stande. question. What right. are they supposed to say? The team cannot <laughs> think about what we fans think about. The team has to think about figuring these things out, these issues, and getting the results on the pitch. That's all we care about because, you know, as fans, we're outside, we're sitting on our phones, we're checking Twitter, we're checking the news, whatever it is. Um that is our reality. Roma's reality is right there on the pitch. Roma's reality is getting it right against Cremonese in uh, in Coppa Italia, and now it's going to be uh, getting it right against Atalanta. Atalanta, who are also slowly putting the pieces back together. They're, they've got a number of players going coming back from injury, so they're you know they seem to be starting to get their mojo back, um, despite Banks Bono be, not being there anymore. <laughs> Um, And then it's and then it's Lazio, and we all know how much Lazio care about the derby, and we know our track record against them in the Coppa Italia, which I've mentioned earlier. It's not pretty. It's not, you know. So, but those are again things that can only come out of the team. Nothing, nothing. Regardless of who you add in January, that will not solve the next match. The next match is the next match. The next match is for Mourinho and for the players to 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 get right. What
1: is your early read on this match against the uh, X or er, the X Club of Bangsbo? I, I, this is one of those things where anytime it comes to Atalanta, you can even apply the same to Roma. Th- this is something I just you don't know what you are going to get and it's something I struggle with because it's like who 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 really are you? I mean there have been times this season, man if you just want to
0: Find a metaphor
1: for Atalanta. If you, just look at photos, juxtaposing of the same player. You know who I'm going to bring up, Luis Muriel. Okay, if if you look at a photo of him in Ju- uh, late June, season's over, he's on holiday. Compared to what he looks like in February, the,
0: the next February.
1: You would think it is two different
0: people. The guy from Ju- yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at look at Luis from... Muriel at Doria and Fiorentina, and then compare him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and of course, we
1: are never going to body shame, but that encapsulates Atalanta and Roma. I I, I don't know what to expect. I, I obviously nobody is going to feel great when you look at who is available, who is not available. It. it it's not a good feeling to think to yourself, wow, we're only going to have one. And by the way, Diego Llorente, if we look, if you had to take the three best defenders, is is, is, is if Chris Smalling was available, Mancini, Indiga, and he, he is probably the odd man out when it comes to the three best defenders of Roma. So now we are at the point where we have to rely on the guy for 90 minutes every single match. And then who are we going to put next to him now? Mancini, as you said, injured. I do not think he's going to be available for this one. Um, not great. I don't feel great about it. Um, It's not in Bergamo. Thank, thank goodness. Nobody likes to go there anyway. Never mind to play a football match. So... I. Listen, it's at the Olimpico. Come on, you know, the, the, the v- Roma.
0: is nice. The old city. Come on. Oh. come on. Come on, come on, John. Come on. Let's not, you know, I understand the bias. I'm going to keep
1: it together because I'm going to. Uh, okay, otherwise, it's, fine. Some, it's fine. Some things fine. are going to come out. But but listen, this this team is different at home than they are away. So I'm not going to count them out. Obviously, uneasy with uh, the number of absences that will not be available for this match. They can do it, though. They can do it. They can easily do it. Uh, m- my fear, though, uh, like always, is that this entire thing, this 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 entire structure. it's like it's like when you see a waiter. you're at a you are at a very nice restaurant that is busy, and you and you see the waiter or the waitress is getting a bit overzealous with the number of plates they believe they are able to carry. And you see it you you see them barely being able to balance them correctly. And you see this one that's about to just fall off of their arm. And you know that once that one falls, they all fall. That is essentially how I feel about Roma right now, because man, this is, this thing is, it's being held together, but uh, just think about what would have happened tonight had they not been victorious and advanced. It, it's the start of the usual, the, 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 the usual show. It would have, it would have been? Would have brought me back to Eusebio and uh, my good friend Ramon uh, doing the back-to-back uh, goodbye uh, within a span of like 24 to 48 hours. And and you know once you enter that territory, there's no going back. It is essentially a, a flag being racist and over goodbye. We it feels like two or three different th- times thus far this season, and we are halfway through the season. That has happened with Roma. Uh, I just don't want that day to come. I, I don't want that day to come, uh, at least for the next few months. Um, but unfortunately, Atalanta, Milan, the, the, this the, these two these two matches. Well, and even throw in the the the, the Coppa Italia against Lazio. This will make or break. I, really, there is no in between, in my
0: opinion. It's, go, it's going to go one way or the other. One way or the other. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's the way it is. It's, it's, it's the importance of these, these next few games, is, uh, I think, is, is felt in Roma's locker room. I think there is full awareness of the implications of what happens if you get it right or if you get it wrong, um, mm. that's why there is so much talk about who's there, who's not there. You know, there's that fear, like there was. Uh, remember that stretch of games in March last year. Remember we play, we play against Real Sociedad. Yes. And for a brief moment, we are sitting third in the table, but there was that awareness of the team's fragility of the fact that um anything happens to any of our key players and we go down and this and the ship sinks and eventually that's what happened i don't know if this is the case right now i don't know what roma are um what what the what the thought process behind the scenes is if there is much preoccupation about this transfer window i think the reality of the situation, the reality of how uh, restrictive these parameters that Roma and UEFA agreed upon are, uh, is pretty common knowledge at Trigoria by this point. So I don't, I don't think that ev- anybody at at the club are in for a big shock. The way the fans were in these last couple of days when the news broke out that we only have X amount of millions uh, available um, for for the window. So. Again, the focus has to remain on the pitch. Um it 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 comes down to sure the attitude because even Paolo Di Bala right now he he said Roma underestimated Cremonese in the first half. So I'm glad that mm. we're not talking out of our backsides that there is a clear uh talking point with regards to Roma's attitude uh, in tonight's comeback win against Cremonese the other thing has to be finding these unorthodox solutions to the very real problems that we're facing exactly these uh the players that are within one yellow card away from suspension injuries uh players that are unavailable for um international competitions it's football man like these unfortunately these things happen um you can argue that if it happens to Roma, the consequences are more detrimental than when it, if it happens or when it happens to somebody like a team like Inter. But the point remains: you're a football team; you still have to go back on the pitch and play week in, week out. So, um, do Roma have it in them to go now uh, and face Atalanta in their own home? You know, um, I still think that. The, the situation is bad. It's not so bad to prevent you from actually competing against the teams that you're supposed to be competing with to begin with. So Atalanta, Lazio, Milan, these are the teams that you want to face if you want to get top four. You're not going to magically right. get top four if you eliminate Lecce at the 95th minute. Top four comes when you beat the teams that aim for top four just like you. So that's the entire philosophy. There is no more grand uh, idea behind this. It's you want a top four, you got to win. You got to win against the teams that want top four as bad as you do.
1: Simple as that. Couldn't agree more. We will leave it there. We will be back after the match of the weekend against Atalanta. Until then, ciao.